Welcome back to His and Hers Movie Podcast, aka Double HMP. Tonight is episode number 14 featuring Hunter's Moon in the featured review segment. We are podcasting on April 9th, 2020, which is one day before my birthday. I am one of your hosts, JP, podcasting out of southwestern Pennsylvania, and joining me tonight, as always, the one and only Carly, podcasting out of southwest PA. Yeah. So how does it feel that next week, when we record our next pod, you will be 50 years old? Hello? (sighs) Hello. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, I was just wondering, like, how do you feel that you'll be 50 years old next week? One, I won't be 50 years old. And two, try not to think about it. Oh, I guess that was a rough spot. <laughs> I hate getting <laughs> older. Like, I always see these girls and people on Facebook be like, it's my birthday week, like, it's my birthday, like, I'm so excited and stuff, and I'm like who are you people what are you people i never understood the concept of birthdays even as a kid i didn't really get excited maybe when i was a really young kid and when i was actually wanted to be older but i even then i really didn't like birthdays that much I I mean, I, for me, it's just the excitement of getting to celebrate. I know as you get older, like, you kind of give up. You it, it turns less and less. But for me, it's like, yay, I have an excuse to, like, hang out with friends or drink or go have a party for myself or something like that. That's what it's always been. I'm not a big fan, though, of the concept of getting older either, especially now. But once you get past 21, it's like okay, you're done getting old. Like, there's no reason to get old anymore. And it just gets depressing. But for me, it's always been the concept of the party. When I was little, it was just exciting. We usually had parties at my house or, like, bowling parties or something like that. But And I used to like the attention, but now I find it kind of annoying that, you know, I have friends who don't talk to me the entire year and then say happy birthday and then continue to not talk to me the entire year. So it's like... Care to name drop any of them? No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just, I, I, I think I, when I turned 25, it like really was just, I hated every time. And I, I still do like, I actually, I almost had like a nervous breakdown when I turned 26, I think. But, um, ever since then, um, I haven't really, it hasn't bothered me, but like 20, 27, 28 didn't bother me. 29 is bothering me a little bit. I, I I just know that, like, oh, dude, this is the last year of my 20s, and it's depressing. Yeah, I think I always hear 29 actually bothers people more than 30 itself because they think of it that way. Like, it's their last year in their 20s. But, like, like your cousin, for example, last year she didn't want to think about her birthday either. And now that she's turning 30, she seems, like, fine. So it's, like... And I've heard a lot of other people be like that, too. So I think it's just like you get it in your head. It's the last year. And then when you actually turn 30, it's like, oh, that's a fresh new decade of aging. I don't know. I don't know. I try like I think age like it's just a number. It's not like you wake up the next day and you have gray hair and wrinkles all of a sudden. So 
I try yeah. to not think. I try to make it a positive thing. Just like, yeah, it's a celebration of me existing. <laughs> yeah, not me. All right. Well. Yeah, you I just are... I, I don't know. I'm just not a big birthday guy. Like I don't do anything special for my birthday. Like ever, you know. Yeah, except for obtain switches. Yeah, <laughs> you got me a Nintendo Switch, which I'm very happy about. Yeah, I'm a G. But, um, um. So what's up? Uh, not, not too much, you know, um, it's, I'm happy it's Thursday, but I'm off tomorrow because it's Good Friday and we get that off at work and I forgot about that, so that's cool, second week in a row where I have a Friday off and, you know, a three-day weekend, so I'm happy about that, um, haven't really done much Today, I mean, you and I went on a quick little adventure to good old Dollar General, and that was about it. And I worked, and yeah, pretty, pretty boring stuff. What about you? What have you been up to? Um, I've been, I've been, you know, working and watching movies ba- mainly. Um, we did have that video that we put out, mm-hmm. so um, check that out if you're interested. Uh, it is. I'll try to remember to put it in the description, but it's on his and her movie podcast YouTube channel, and it is a marathon video we recorded. It's feature length. It's an hour and 14 minutes, Um, but we went and got like a bunch of snacks, did a little tour around our town, and watched six movies Mm -hmm. on that app. Yes. It was a fun time. You know, we kind of started a little later. Well, I watched six movies. I watch six. I swear. <laughs> I watch like four. <laughs> um, no, but like, I mean, I, I, I had fun. You know, the move selection wasn't the best. And we did start a little bit later than probably would be ideal. But, uh, really you know, didn't I didn't start I, too late. It's just that we stopped screwed in between. around a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was, uh, I enjoyed it. You know, it was, um, something to do and something that i think we should do again in the future and with better moves will come better vids so and <laughs> happier carlies yeah um the move selection was a little random and well it was, it was definitely it wasn't a little random it was completely random but uh the they weren't no, there was no standout great movie in that selection and uh there was a couple of good ones though it's funny yeah. that it almost it literally was like they got worse as they went. Yeah, I I think literally you're correct. Like I think they did. I think that if you get the you know some bad ones and you do those first and then good ones towards the end, it's better. You know what I mean? Yeah. But again, I, I just picked random things off of my shelf, so. Yeah, yeah, and I also I picked them randomly out of well, we both did out of your backpack, and that just happened to be the order in which we did them. But uh, should we discuss what the moves were? Yeah, let's recap the event. So uh, you can watch the full video, but mm-hmm. um, it's been out a while now. So um, so we started out and we just went and uh, got some snacks and and foods and stuff. Um, the highlight of that for me was probably honestly the that that weird pork jerky that we got <laughs> the cheap pork jerky 
Yeah. Um, a good I actually old Dollar like that. Tree. Yeah. I, I like, like it too. That. It's very um, chewy and not like hard. It wasn't what I expected, but you know that's how I get you a Dollar Tree though. It's a very tiny bag. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, and then we, um, you know, did a little tour around the town and stuff. That was pretty cool. I, I liked checking out the hospital a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, I had never been there. Yeah, and then we went back to the house. We pulled a move. The first move was a good marriage. Yes, which I actually enjoyed. And I thought, wow, this is going to be a great night because... Yeah, you liked that one the most. Yeah, but even then, you know, it's not like a masterpiece of a film, but it was actually, it was a type of movie that I enjoy. Uh, you know, like you said, kind of like Clove Hitch Killer. In a, in a way, it kind of feels sometimes like a almost lifetime-y movie in a way, but better, not as stupid. So I liked it. I liked the plot. Um, I was into it. So that was a good, good start. Um then we went into a movie that I actually bought you because I thought it sounded cool. And that was that Star Time movie from uh, 91 or 92. It looks like it's listed everywhere as like 92, mm-hmm. but it said on the thing it was 91. But I don't know. That mo- Maybe if I rewatched it, but I didn't like it. wasn't what I expected, I guess. I didn't really. I, I didn't hate Like it was probably. It was the better. One of the better ones that we watched, but it was different unique and weird just the way it's filmed is kind of weird but um that one was all right you like i think you probably like that one a little bit better than me though uh star time yeah Mm, yeah i i i liked star time quite a bit uh i thought i thought that it was a pretty cool little 90s gem um it's not a great movie but i did like it yeah and followed by that, uh, I pulled out Paranormal Entity, which I was very concerned with because I thought this is going to be trash. But I actually liked that one. That was probably the creepiest, uh, most horrific one that we watched. Um, and that one went by decently fast. It was, you know, kind of the Paranormal Activity ripoff. And um, like you had said, people like that one more than Paranormal Activity. I don't know. How I feel, I almost feel like I kind of like them equally in a way, to be honest. But um, you know what? Like, I, there are people who like it more than Paranormal Activity, and um, I'm cool with those people. But let me take you back to like you know 2009 or whenever that came out. Um, to, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So Paranormal Activity was like I've talked about this many times, but the YouTube community was really toxic back then. People say it's toxic now. It's just separate. It's separated now. Like as a community as a whole, it was just toxic back then. Like everything that came out, people just made videos bashing and like talking about how horrible horror is right now and how it was so much better in the eighties and stuff. And, um, I, I, after finally seeing paranormal entity, um, the people that I remember back to, who liked that movie shouldn't have liked it. Um, there are people who like, you know, like paranormal activity, like that one, think that that one's a little better. That's fine. But like the people who bashed paranormal activity were particularly bashing it because of the, the, the fact that it's found footage and the fact that it's like, you know, jump scares and stuff like that. And it's just like, 
you know, it was the type of movie it was that people didn't like. So it's weird that people actually liked Paranormal Entity when I think back because it just doesn't make sense. Which I, th- mm. I think a lot of people were just ridiculous back then. I always think back to when I first started messing around with YouTube, um, how just like everybody's opinion was so weird and like everything that came out sucked and everything was focused on old films. Yeah, it's interesting how things have changed in like the course of a decade or so. Yeah. But um yeah, I mean I like like I thought it just the way it was shot and stuff like that, I thought it was actually pretty creepy, um, paranormal activity. You know, it's a good movie, it's just not one of my favorites I've come to find, so but I enjoyed this one. Um uh, then what came after that? It was uh Night of the Living Trash, I believe. It was Night of the Living Dorks, which is a German horror comedy. Um, I actually really liked this one. Uh, I thought that it was... Honestly, like, I liked it probably... Like, ratings-wise, I would probably put it, like, fourth or something. But um, I liked it probably second. Maybe even first most, honestly. I just... Ah! Uh, what? Uh, this is, like, during the night where I started getting in a bad mood, I think. <laughs> and this moved just... I just didn't think it was funny. Like, I could not get into it at all. But, uh, I don't know. The comedy just didn't work for me. And I was getting in that I need my sleeps mode. So, it was just like a bad combo for me. But I'm glad you enjoyed it, at least. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty fun movie. Yeah, but, um, yeah, that was that. Um, I don't know, maybe if I gave it another shot, but I probably never will. Um... After that, we watched Growth, and honestly, I kind of was in and out of that one. Like, Yeah, I think that's the one I paid attention to the least. But Yeah, we started like looking at our phones and stuff like that during that, because it, it, you know, it wasn't that good. It was one of the... It, it relied heavily on the CG effects. Um, Which isn't the worst thing for me. Like, I, I have tons of movies like with this quality effects that I like. Um, one that comes to mind is Day Nest, which is like a 2000, uh, I think it came out in 2000, film about these like cockroach type bugs that are taking over this island. Um, and it's all CG, but um, I actually like that that one. There's like Snakehead Terror I thought was pretty good, which is all CG. Um, but this one, I don't know. It was just like there was some cool um, like get under your skin moments, but um, I just didn't really care for the story or I, I don't know, maybe I just wasn't in the mood for that type of film at all, but, you know, fifth film of the night. But Yeah, yeah that one would have been okay as, like, a first film. I, I feel like it would have went down I think easier. that's the worst one that, I, that we watched. Yeah. And then the last one was Nine Lives from 2002, which is actually a film that I didn't get to when I was prepping for 2002 for the 2002 show that we did on 22 Shots. Um, but that was, you know, uh, not, not, not very good. Um, it was just stupid, honestly. It just was a, like the whole body possession hopping thing that was going on just was dumb and, um, it just didn't hold much weight. Uh, could have, like, I did like the setting. I'll say that, but that's, that's about it. Yeah. Great napping film. Yeah. You fell asleep through like the whole thing. I mean, not the whole... I chose to go to sleep. Yeah. Well. So. But yeah, it's... Uh, I would never watch that again. 
but um so yeah yeah that was the night uh not the best movies but it's not the worst either i suppose um and yeah i definitely recommend checking out our video because i think i think it went pretty well i think it's pretty good quality video i enjoy watching videos like that and if you guys enjoy watching us then watch that vid yeah definitely and you shall get more from us but uh that is uh that'll do it i suppose um so without further ado what did you watch you want me to go first this time yes i do all right so um Continuing where I left off last week, I did finish off the Mad Max trilogy. Um, there's a fourth film that came out in like 2013 that's honestly probably the second best film in the series um, called Fury Road. I didn't get to that one. I'll probably get to it after um, we're done with the 85 show and I don't have all the podcast commitments that I had. Um, but yeah, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, which is a 1985 film. The whole reason I started watching the Mad Max films is because this is an 85 film and I figured, hey, if I'm going to watch that, I should probably see the first one because I always said the next time I watch the Mad Max films, I'll at least watch the first one because I've never seen it before. (laughs) Um, And then I figured, well, I can't just watch one and three, so I might as well watch two as well. Um, So Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Um, I loved this film growing up as a kid. Uh, for a while, it was my favorite Mad Max film until I got a little older and I realized how badass Mad Max 2 is. But Mad Max 3, um, it's 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 weird because it starts off pretty good. You know, Max wanders into Thunderdome and, you know, gets basically his contract to kill Blaster Master, which is a big behemoth of a guy with a little guy on his shoulders like a midget. Um, and, uh, you know, he goes in this dome like arena with weapons on the walls, like chainsaws and knives and stuff. And, um, you know, he has to fight him and I'm like, man, this movie kicks ass. Then he finds this tribe of people like these like aboriginals who like talk. (laughs) It's, It's like the dialogue is so funny. Uh, like the, the way that they're talking about the past, Um, because Mad Max is a post-apocalyptic world. So like, um, they're talking about the past and they're like, their, their English is like terrible. And it's like, (laughs) so, so we say body bye to the sky, the, the like sky tower, sky trees or something, you know, like to skyscrapers, they call (laughs) them something else. And you know, that everything's got names for stuff and it's just it's fun but it just gets weird i'm just like why this is like a weird place to take mad max like it feels like there's a chunk of the film missing because like he just got to this place like he's mad max he doesn't really care about other people that much anymore he just does stuff to help himself and then finds out that he cares later on but you know these people like he cares about them right away or something it's weird um but yeah that it, it definitely watching it now as an adult, I definitely see the flaws in why people consider it the worst one. Um, all right, and then I moved on to Death Wish Three from 1985. Good old Charlie Bronson. Uh, wasn't too familiar with the Death Wish films. Um, I watched the original because of the remake that was coming out, the Eli Roth film. Mm-hmm. So I went back and watched the original. 
70s film and uh, really enjoyed it. Um, and then when we were prepping for 82, uh, I watched Death Wish 2 because that came out in 82. And I really liked that one as well. Um, and then 85 rolls around. And I'm like, well, I might as well watch, watch Death Wish 3. And again, Death, Death Wish 3 is awesome. Um, Charles Bronson um, moves to the city. Um, there's a bunch of punks, kills one of his old friends. He's going to take revenge on him. The police the chief or whatever is like kind of in on it. He knows that Charles Bronson is a vigilante and he's like, I'm just going to turn the other cheek and, uh, you know, look away. And Charles Bronson kicks ass and there's a big like shootout at the end and stuff. It's a pretty cool movie. Um, definitely recommend it if you've never seen it. can't believe there's five, six Death Wish films. It's crazy. I didn't know there was that many. Yeah. Um, well, Canon made all of them, <laughs> except for the newest one with Eli Roth. Yeah. Um, okay. And then I watched Savage Island, um, 1985. It's so funny how you can watch a film and completely forget about it in a couple days. Cause like, I'm thinking back to this one. The only thing I remember is Linda Blair is in the beginning and she tells a story to people. And then there it's like a women in, I think it's like a, it's like kind of like a women in cages or like women in prison type thing where um there's all these girls who are like i think there was an emerald mind or something um, emerald mind or something that they're digging up or something i can't remember and then linda blair comes back in the end um it's not good <laughs> it doesn't sound good and then i watched 1985's the boys next door um and this one was actually pr- very good I th- i'd say that it was a, a gem of 85 one of the few gems mm. uh the cover looks like a gay porn i would say <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh but it 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 has stars Charlie Sheen um and there's basically uh these two kids who I think they're graduating high school or something they they decide to go on like a little weekend vacation cuz one of them like steals 200 bucks or something and they decide to go to LA and they pretty much it's like killing people like they're they're angry at the world because girls don't like them or something. Um, and Charlie, Charlie Sheen is like the lesser of the two, like the more level-headed one and the other dudes sort of almost dragging him into it. Mm. Um, but he doesn't really do anything to, it's kind of a weird one. It, It like walks the line between like, okay, is Charlie Sheen supposed to be a protagonist or not? Because like, he doesn't really do anything protagonist worthy until the very end. Um, but the the opening has like this serial killer montage and I thought it was going to be a little bit more hardcore than it ends up being. So I will take a little bit of points away for that because I, th- I just think that it was like kind of tame for like the, what you think it's going to be. But at the same time, like it was definitely one of the more entertaining films that are a little underknown from 85. Um, so I, I like that one. I, I don't own it, but I know Severn put out the Blu-ray, so I'd be curious to check that out. I think I watched it on Tubi or something. Yeah, um, I felt the same way about it. It was like, they set it up to seem like it's going to be very dark, and then the way it goes about it, it's like not dark. It's kind of weird. But yeah. it is a good movie. It was entertaining. I will say Charlie Sheen's friend is a complete ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Charlie and Sheen's like finally like getting laid from this like hotter, older chick, and like he like gets mad about it. Yeah, it's it's a weird one. Um, then I watched 
uh, my 137th film, Under the Skin. Um, this was a Patreon pick for 22 shots, so I'll be reviewing it on there fully. But um, it follows like a woman who is basically. Um, it reminded me of Species a little bit. She's like a seductress almost, and she's it's uh, Scarlett Johansson. And she basically, like, takes these people back to their her apartment or something, and then, like, these men, and then they're in, like, this void of blackness, and, like, there's, like, this liquid. It's, like, very weird, but um, the music's really good. It's a cool, con- like, visual and conceptual film. Uh, not really sure a whole lot about, like, what, like like what it is like what she is and stuff like that they don't really explain a lot of that but it was pretty neat i'll say that uh the music just is so good in that film though that's what really stood out to me um then i watched evils of the night this one was originally put out by vinegar syndrome i don't own the disc but i would like to um it is it has a pretty rad poster too. I'm not going to lie. Mm. Um, follows a bunch of teenagers at like some kind of beach or something like that. And they're like just having tons of sex and playing pranks on each other and stuff like that. And um, there's, there's basically these like two dudes at a gas station. Uh, one's played by Neville Brand, who you might know from eating alive. Toby Hooper's eating alive. And, uh, they're basically like capturing the kids and selling them to these aliens who are, they're like alien vampires or something. They need their blood or something like that. Doing experiments. Um, I actually really like this film. I'd consider it a gem of 85, but it's, I feel like it would have worked much better as just a slasher and cut out all the sci-fi alien stuff because Mm -hmm. it, it feels like it's like trying to be that almost, but just adding something new to the table. But I just don't think it's necessary. Like, Neville Brand is, like, fun as hell to watch. So, um, I could have just... If he was just a creepy old dude running a gas station, picking off these kids, I would have rolled with that. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then I watched White Slave, which is also known as Amazonia, which is the more known title, and then Cannibal Holocaust 2, the Catherine Mills story. Uh, about a woman who goes on a trip to the amazon and gets captured by a tribe and kind of like eventually blends in uh falls in love and stuff uh it was all right she's like naked a lot of the movie um nothing too special Mm. then i watched the bride 1985 um it's a frankenstein story like a bride of frankenstein story and it follows um frankenstein who uh escapes after the bride is made and the bride is living with the people you know dr frankenstein and the people who created her and frankenstein's like on on the loose with this little little dude like a little person and uh two little people in these movies how about that um and he uh he's um they become friends and work together and stuff and Frankenstein eventually falls in love with that bride. Um, but she's like stuck with these bad people. Honestly, it's like two hours long. It's, it's way too slow. It's way too long. It's, there's not really much horror in it. Um, if it wasn't Frankenstein, this would be a drama. Um, so 
yeah, drama romance. So I, I, I don't really recommend it for the horror crowd. Um, Scream Factory actually put this out. I don't own that disc either. So yeah, that's, uh, that's that. And then I watched, what the hell else did I watch? Did I watch anything else today? Can't even remember. Um, oh yeah, I watched Blackout, which is another gem from 85, which is, um, how, what would you describe it? It's like a TV movie. Yeah, I think it is a t- it is a TV movie, I believe. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that one was pretty good. And then I watched um, Rapture from like seventy nine or something. It, I think it's it's a Spanish film. It's it's some. Uh, I think it's a Spanish film. Um, and it is it follows a dude, a filmmaker, um, who is starts taking drugs. Um, and you know, is this other dude he meets is like, it's like, it's fucking weird, man. Um, we're doing a full review of it on 22 shots. So, uh, I'll leave it for that. It's seriously three owl hairs long. No, that movie is an hour and like 40 some minutes. Oh, I guess this, I don't know. I Googled Rapture 1979 and it says three owl hairs for some reason. I hope I don't think I don't know. There was a bunch of films called Rapture. It was like hard. It was really hard to find uh, a movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's like a gay subtext to it and stuff like that. But um. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave that for Twenty Two Shots too. So, yeah, that's everything I watched. How about you? All right. Um. I haven't watched too many moves, but I've watched a few. Um. So first up, um, I was actually gonna like this night. I was like gonna watch an '85 movie, and then I started watching it. It was actually that medium movie, which I probably will go back to. But um, I realized that it, it's subtitled, and I wasn't paying attention. So I thought, screw this, and I went on to old Netflix because I just didn't feel like putting in anything else. And uh, they have The Ring on Netflix from 2002. So I thought, why not watch this? I have not watched it since like middle school and it used to be one of my favorite movies. So I rewatched that and, um, you know, everyone knows the story of The Ring, the cursed videotape and, you know, good old Rachel trying to figure out what is going on before she dies in the seven days and all that. Um, yeah, I wanted to see if it held up still for me, and it did. I actually really like The Ring. I think it's a very creepy movie, very, uh, just has that depressing gray, grayish, bluish look through it, out the entire thing, and, um, good score to it as well that's just, um, adds to the eeriness. The videotape's super creepy, I mean, um... If anything that doesn't hold up well, it's the part where she does come out of the TV at the end. Um, the effects, like, they could kind of do without the effects. That's one thing that I like about Ringu a little bit better than this movie is um, that it's, like, more realistic looking and not trying to be all TV animated. But, um, yeah, The Ring. Uh, big big fan of that one. I actually I give it a 9.5 out of 10. Um, I just think it's one of those creepy movies that's still... Holds up today. Um, I like Ringu too, but I think once you see the ring, um, it's hard to really... I would say I like the ring a little bit better. But Then after that, um, I watched Lights Out. Uh, this is one of the movies I 
bought just randomly off of that second spin sale since they were going out of business. And um, I saw this back in the theater in 2016 when it came out. And for so- I remember not really uh, just thinking it was kind of okay and not liking it that much for whatever reason. I saw it with like my mom and my aunts and I think they kind of felt the same way. But I don't really know why I felt that way because it's actually pretty decent. And again, it's actually a really creepy film. Um, the whole concept is very scary to me it's kind of nightmare inducing and um i like it you know it's a movie that was done uh based off of a short film that was made like a just probably like a not even a full minute long short thing that someone made they made a feature length film out of it and um i like the concept it's very creepy and uh i actually thought it was solid this time around i don't know why i didn't care for it too much in 2016 but it's a good one um then after that, I attempted to watch Doctors, Doctor and the Devils from 85, and I took a mean nap during that. So, um, and honestly, I probably will not go back to it, sadly, because I feel like I'm just not going to like it as much as JP and other people do, because it's a period piece. Yeah, I really like that film, man. It's, it's one that um, I think is... I don't know. It's just engaging to me. Like I I like the concept. I like the story. And honestly, like I like that time period. Yeah. I don't know. Like I I feel like I came, I like to say I come around on period pieces, but it really is just like very hit or miss for me. If they're not going to draw me in right away, I like have no idea what's going on. And with this one, it's like, I put it on and I realized like I wasn't engaged in the story and wasn't really paying attention. And then my eyes just kept like getting heavy. So I just, pretty much decided to like fall asleep to it but who knows i might give it another try eventually but um yeah after that um i watched the strangers 2 that was another one i just randomly picked up off that site and decided to revisit um hadn't seen since we seen that one in the theater and that was one of the worst theater experiences that um i had um and I, once again, really, I enjoyed this one quite a bit. I think it's a very good, solid, you know, slasher-esque movie. Uh, it is a slasher. Um, and it's nothing like the first one, but I think it's good in its own regards. Um, I think both movies, you know, the first one is kind of that gloomy, depressing, slower film. And then this one's more of the upbeat slasher film. So I think both work. I like them both. Um you know there's maybe a few dumb things in this movie but other than that i think it's uh very good uh some very good memorable scenes and uh some decent blood and gore too so um really like that one um then after that i watched the oracle from 85 um this is what i felt with a lot of these 85 movies i kind of wish i had like a solid blu-ray transfer of them because i feel like i would enjoy them a lot more and the oracle is one of those ones um this one's kind of like a slasher slash supernatural type of film it's kind of slasher kind of not which is like a weird thing with 85 it seems like they have several movies that aren't really slashers but kind of and um you know it was it was kind of interesting i didn't think i wouldn't say it was a good movie by any means but um you know think about when they came out you know 85 the slasher eras kind of closing up shop starting to you know so they probably are trying to do stuff that's a little bit different yeah i think they're trying to yeah it seems like they were still doing slashers but just trying to get a little more creative with them or something like with evils of the night and whatnot but 
Yeah, uh, the Oracle, um, I... It wasn't the worst one I've seen. Um, I, it, you know, it had some ridiculous moments in it, but it seemed like it was entertaining. Again, like I, I feel like if I saw it on less potato esque quality, I would probably like it more. And that's kind of a theme with a lot of these movies, unfortunately. But it was all right. Um, and then lastly, for me, um, I watched Fortress uh, again from '85. This is a TV thriller, um, and. You know, it, it felt it, it. I would qualify it as horror, though, for what's going on, and it's essentially about um, there's like a class with these kids, and it seems like they're all different aged kids. It's one of those classrooms where you could have like kindergarten up to like whatever great like teenage grades in one classroom, and uh, the teachers teaching them, and then all of a sudden these guys in these masks with like these big guns, uh come up to the window and, um, you know, they have one of the kids who had gone to the bathroom. They're holding a gun to his head, so the teacher goes outside. And they order her to go in and get all the kids, gather all the kids, and put them in this van. And um, they essentially take the whole class and the teacher as hostages. And they put them, like, in this cave type of thing that they find in the middle of the woods. And they're pretty much going to keep them there until, you know, they get... That they just essentially want money and ransom from all the parents of the kids and family and whatnot. And, um, but when they leave, like the kids and the teacher figure out a path to kind of get out of the cave. And, you know, so they kind of, it, it's sort of adventurish, adventurous in a way, because, you know, you just have this teacher leading all these kids out of the cave and then you get some more obstacles that come along the way. And it was actually a pretty good movie. I enjoyed it. Um, pretty entertaining for what it was um i liked all the kids in the film and uh, i definitely recommend it for uh 85 i don't know if it would be a top 10 contender or not um but it, with based on other movies but i think it's definitely a gem of sorts from the year like i said more thriller than horror but uh it has its moments and i actually enjoyed it so yeah i actually watched that one too i forgot to mention it i watched it this morning Oh, really? Or last night. I can't remember my nights and days blur. But, um, yeah, Fortress, um, there was a nice HD transfer on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I couldn't find it at first, but I remember Mood saying that there was, so I kept looking. And I mentioned, it's weird, like, the search engine sucks on YouTube sometimes. Like, yeah. it gave me a bunch of other versions, and, like, that one was, like, the HD one, and it was, like, hidden. Yeah. Did you watch um, the HD one? I don't know that i did because it was it wasn't like the it wasn't horrible like quality to where i couldn't see anything but it, I, I wouldn't say it was the best so i probably did not mm -hmm. i think um, i just typed in like fortress 85 because i watched it on youtube as well but and i just clicked on it seemed like there was only one on there whenever i went on but yeah like you said youtube's weird because i swear some of the i'm like all of a sudden finding 85 movies and like a year ago or you know however many months ago i couldn't find anything on there so Mm -hmm. so yeah i thought that it um was really good as well i, I think one thing i will say is there was a little bit too much like adolescent in their underwear for me oh yeah that was strange and like the teacher just getting in her underwear i, I don't know i was like uh, yeah you can't just do this but yeah that was an hbo film oh really one of the early hbo um, original films which 
uh, is pretty cool. That that movie's good. Um, I would like. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I know somebody put it out. Was it like Scorpion or Code Red, Code Red or something? I can't remember. But um, pretty good movie. I'll say that. Um, you know, I, I, I'm a. I've. If there's one thing I've noticed from doing now three years in the '80s for um, '80s '80 you know, top 10 films, um, 82, 85 and 86. Mm. There is a lot of great exploitation out there. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've watched it. I've like, it's, it's so funny. Cause like thinking back to like when I first started YouTube in 2012, um, like eight years ago, I didn't, I didn't know of any Australian films, really. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the Ozploitation documentary, Not Quite Hollywood, was really good. Um, and I've seen a ton of films on that doc by now. Um, and there are some, like, I really, truly love Australian cinema. It's one of my favorites. Um, from stuff like Patrick uh, mm-hmm. to, you know... Um, strange behavior is a fun one all the way up into the nineties with, um, body melt. Um, you have, uh, the, the same filmmaker, um, who did this film did a, a killer alligator film called, or a crocodile film called dark age, which is really good. Razorback is really good, which is an, um, killer, uh, pig film. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on. There are tons and tons of good Australian films. Next of kin was a good one. Um, hell, uh, I could probably keep going for days with, with Australian cinema, but I'll stop. Yeah. From what I've, I mean, I like Patrick quite a bit. I never hear anyone talk about that one, but yeah, the few that I've seen, I have quite enjoyed. So go Australia, Australia. You did the damn thing. Is that all you made the moves? Yes, it is. (laughs) (sighs) Well, before we get into the top uh, featured review here, or the not the top features review, but the top the featured <laughs> review, um, we I had I had a I went crazy this week with buying shit. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I bought so many movies this week, like expensive stuff too. Like I got a bunch of Scream Factories I didn't have. I pre-ordered the McPherson tape. Um, I, I went kind of stupid, but it felt good to kind of do that a little bit. Um, and I'll say that probably, probably like the thing that I hate most about buying screen factories and stuff now is that they're so expensive, dude. I remember when they first came out. They were like Halloween two and three was, you know, nineteen ninety nine. That was a collector's edition. Now they're twenty nine ninety nine to start. It's insane. Sometimes twenty five for the lesser ones, but it's just stupid with some of those titles, man. Like it makes me sick. Like how how much even the non like the non collectors editions used to be like ten bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, like the double features would be like ten bucks, sometimes fifteen. But, like, even those are, like, $25 now. And I'm just like, what is... Like, this is crazy. Like, I know the company makes a ton of money. Like, I see how many people buy their titles. 
I know that they're making money and it's just like, it's like annoying because it's like our fault because we buy them Mm -hmm. at that high of a price. So they're going to keep selling them at that high of a price. But it's just frustrating for me because I used to collect every single Scream Factory. I would say like the first like 120, 25 releases, I, I owned them all. You know, I picked them all up. Um, and over the past like three years, I've bought in very few simply because it's just gotten out of hand. But I have started to pick up a few of them that I missed out on back then. But it's just it's just annoying, man. It's super frustrating. Yeah, I mean, like, I've noticed that too. I don't really buy many Scream Factories, although ironically, I think I probably have the most in my collection um, out of any special company. But, um... I don't know. I'm not big on double dipping and I feel like Scream Factory obviously puts out the more mainstream type of films and most of them it's like I own them already so it's hard for me to justify ever spending like $25 on something like TCM2 or something I don't know like TCM4 where I already own them even if it is on DVD so you're not a big special features person either yeah like I'm more of a like, I like the quality, and I like uh, just having a cool-looking collection, pretty much. Um, I don't really watch features too much, so yeah, it's kind of pointless really for either, me. I don't really either, but I used to... Like, when I, when I was getting the Scream Factory discs at the beginning, when they only used to put out two to four a month, I would watch every single special feature on them. Like, mm-hmm. And that's back when I didn't buy as much as I have now, too. The, I used to do that with all my DVDs. Like, growing up, like I would get you know cabin fever i want i listened to all five eli roth commentaries you know what i mean it was something that i did with any discs that i got i i watched and listened to all the special features on everything like i mean the first probably 30 to 50 movies in my collection like even the one like stuff that's still there from when i first started collecting there's certain discs in my collection where i've seen all the special features um Mm. Because I was really big on that, but it's just I bought I watch so much now and I buy so much that I just don't have time to do that ever. But yeah. um, one day I would like when my life is simpler and maybe I'll start doing that again. Yeah, um, I can't, that's that's kind of me too. It's like I, I'm not as busy with you when it comes to like having to watch stuff, but even then I feel like I need to just always be on to the next movie. I never really feel. Like, I can sit down and watch a commentary or interviews or anything like that on the same exact movie. I always want to just keep getting on to the next thing. So, but I should, I should check out what I have, I guess, get my money's worth, but it's whatever. Yeah. Um, so what else? I guess that's pretty much it. I mean, I got a bunch of cool stuff. I got the rec collection coming in. Mm -hmm. We're doing that as a franchise show on 22 shots. So that's pretty cool. Um, anyway, let's go ahead and get into Hunter's Moon. All right. Shall I read the synopsis? Yes. All right. Hunter's Moon 2020, a.k.a. The Orchard, original title. A sheriff makes a strange discovery when he gets called to an orchard where three teenage sisters have been attacked by a band of young delinquents. <laughs> young. <laughs> Yeah, so what did you think? What did I think? Yes. Well, the- this is a hard one to review for me. So 
um there is a werewolf element to it so you have these three girls and then it's a, a home invasion film um what were the what were the home invaders going there for just to rob them right yeah they were just like troublemaking kids and think they, they had knew the drug problems think they owed some money to people or something like that yeah i guess i mean that you know they they know right off the bat that these girls have just moved to this new place, so they're like, let's just go there and do this, do the thing. Yeah. So, yeah, um, pretty much. So, I'll say this. Um, while watching it, and it's hard to review because there's there's spo- like a, a, a spoiler, essentially. While I was watching it, I was like, these are the dumbest characters I've ever seen. <laughs> Like, from even the criminals were pretty dumb, honestly. Yeah. Um, but like, I just, I just think it's so sloppy. The script is very sloppy because, even, even by the end, I was like, okay, well, you might have fixed one problem, but the fact that you're pissing your audience off the whole time by making them think one thing does not help your case by the end. Like by the end, they're not going to be like, Oh, okay. I'm relieved now. No, they're going to be like, well, that was stupid. Yeah. I just felt like all the dialogue in the movie was off. Like it seemed like every character interacted weirdly with each other and it was very fake and just like, or just saying these, everything, I don't know, it just has like this very off-putting thing about it. And then like this group of sisters, it's weird. Uh, it's like the two, I guess, younger ones. I swear, the older one talks to them like they're five years old. And I'm like, these girls, all three of them look like they're the same age for one thing. And uh, and then like, you got Thomas Jane in this movie. And, you know, he's a pretty respectable actor, but... He's probably the best person, best one in the film. Um, yeah, I didn't really like it, and I didn't like. Okay, so the delink they they come to like rob their house, and then they're like outside scoping the place out, and then the girl knows they're outside, and she's like, "Yeah, come on in." Like, I don't know. The whole thing's just yeah. Stupid. That's what I'm saying, but it. Like, and it's like, honestly, I don't care about spoiling it that much. I'm not going to spoil it, but by the end you're like, oh, okay. I see why they were acting that way the entire time. But as the characters, you know, as, as watching them in the moment at the time, you're just like, these are the dumbest bitches in the world. Yeah. You can't just wrap it up. Like you said at the end and be like, oh yeah. See what we did there. Cause it just, there's not enough. Uh, they try to be clever, I guess, and do a plot twist, but it's like there's it's not enough. It's a generic plot twist. That, honestly, had I not, had I been more invested in the film, I might have saw coming a mile away. But because I was already thinking that the movie was not good, <laughs> you know, I mm. and it was like, it, honestly, like it's so weird because there are this could have been a good movie. Like you have like decent enough actors i don't think the acting was bad i the performances were bad i think what they were working with was just so awful that it lowers their abilities too Mm. um it's one of those cases but i think that like you know the 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 
basic principle of this film, a home invasion film with an, a werewolf um, in on the outside is interesting, right? Because you can't mm. run away because you'll get eaten by the werewolf and you can't stay in because you'll probably get killed or raped. But they don't really play it like that. Like, they don't make it a threat thing. It's more like the audience knows there's a werewolf outside, but, like, nobody... It takes everybody else a while to learn it. Um, and then... It, it doesn't really make a ton of sense how certain characters... Like, the sheriff shows up, and even though, you know, something happens with his character, it doesn't really make sense why he's doing what he's doing you know what i mean um Mm -hmm. it's just a script it's it's a nightmare of a script it's completely aired um it's just like you could you know you ever see one of those like youtube videos where it's like cinema sins or something like that yeah and it just points like there would be like 900 cinema sins for this film yeah yeah for sure and it had potential it just dropped the ball pretty much everywhere i really didn't enjoy it at all just the dialogue and the weird character interactions was the worst part i think the you know i guess thugs as i saw other people call it were stupid you know three kids kind of break in it's like they're not menacing at all or anything like that so that doesn't feel threatening really the the other brother the one outside was probably the most menacing (laughs) yeah i know (laughs) pretty much like these other two it's just like like what the heck like i feel like those girls could all just beat up, beat them up and be done with it but yeah yeah and it's weird like that dude's like making out heavy with the sister on the couch and it's just like weird and like this is strange like mm-hmm. like i don't know it's just the other sister's just kind of in the room but it's not like regular making out it's like pretty much like dry humping about that yeah sex. almost yeah it's like yeah <laughs> um, very the but the the end was eye rolling. You're just like, uh I, actually, you know what? I didn't rate this film that low until talking about it. I dropped my rating. I actually rated it pretty low from the start. I figured I'm done being kind. I actually was like, when I first watched it, I was like, this is you know passable red box movie because I I used to rent red box movies all the time back in the day. Like, I, I actually missed that era a little bit because. Um, Stuff wasn't as easily accessible online. So, like, mm-hmm. new full moon films and, like, different, like, low-budget films would come through the red box. And it would just be fun to see what was in there and rent stuff. And I used to – this – if I had rented this back then, I would have thought, oh, look, okay, that one wasn't bad. Um, but, like, now, just, like, as a on a critical level, it's it's bad. It's a bad movie. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool poster, kind of. Yeah, great. That's kind of what that's what like drew me into it because I, you know, I got I'm the one who got this out of the red box, just looking for something for us to do, and I was like, well, 2020, cool poster, Thomas Jane. This is probably not that bad. And then it, then I looked at the ratings on IMDb, and I was like, this is probably pretty bad. Yeah. And it was. All right. So, you have anything else to say about it? I do not. All right. Go ahead and rate this bad boy. Alright, I gave this one a hefty 3 out of 10. I will also give it a 3 out of 10. I was at a, a 4 initially. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so let's hop over onto the letterbox reviews. Um, I had to dig for this one. Um, there's not very many reviews at all for this film. Um, and it, it's the ones that are there are mostly, we like to give one negative, one positive to, to, you know, show the, I guess, sort of, um, nature of the film. And, uh, the, it's funny. Um, one of the reviews on there is from Jason Lloyd and it just says six out of 10. Um, <laughs> And that's one of the highest reviews. Yeah, uh, this but... film has an average of two point four stars. Um, a lot of a lot of ones, a lot of point fives. It's kind of funny. Um, so I had to dig. I had to dig. There's not. There's not very many. There's not. There's not very many reviews. Period. But there's not very many good ones. So we'll we'll go with this one first since it's somebody I follow. Uh, Dustin Baker, two stars. He says, boy, talk about a movie that made me made to sucker me the fuck in werewolves. Jay Moore and oh, Jay Moore is a comedian, I think. And my man, uh, Jane, all involved in what looked like to be a fun and cheesy romp. Fuck. Yeah. turns out. Fuck. No, (laughs) there's nothing fun, cheesy or rompful at all here. It's all so it's also self-serious and stilted that it becomes hard to care about anything immediately elicting groans when you realize they didn't bother to keep the flannery around longer than needed to shoot a single scene on the couch and having a stunt double play him for his death for his death scene i have no idea what the fuck Moore is trying to pull off here <laughs> dustin baker's funny and most of the film is a slog of a home invasion bullshit with the film sometimes dipping itself into the uneventful werewolf attempt. Only Jane seems to be trying. And even if it's one of his most basic role, but at least I appreciate him trying. So, um, yeah, that's another thing we didn't really talk about the, but the werewolf is weak too. If the werewolf might have been a little better, we probably could have, you know, appreciated a little bit more about it. So, um, the, the, the only review that is higher than, I think three stars is by James Hoover published March 29th. And he says, I honestly don't understand the hatred for this film. They tried something different with a werewolf film and to this reviewer, it worked. Well, Mr. James Hoover, you are alone on that Island. Indeed. So yeah, that is the letterboxed reviews. Um, very, 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 very lukewarm uh, reception. Not even lukewarm, like boiling. Like what? 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 It, cold reviews? Hot reviews? I guess cold. Um, just very, very bad reviews. <laughs> <Not> damn <good>. it! <laughs> yeah, there, there is not very many redeemable qualities about this film. Um, some of the foggy night shots were okay, but it's, it's. It's not very good. So that is Hunter's Moon. Yes. All right. That's it. That it is. We had two episodes this week since our last one came out a little late. So I hope you guys enjoy and we'll see you next week with another film. Peace.